fifth quarter podcast brought to you by Podcast Central and Survival First Aid Kits, who pride themselves on superior quality and, unlike the Sydney Swans, continual innovation. This is episode 11. We still have no idea what's going on. I'm Brent, and I'm joined by Ben. Hey, And Nathan. G'day, everyone. And we just want to chat about all things footy, and we've changed the structure up a little bit so we can enjoy ranting I guess and having longer episodes so we're going to change the structure a bit so we give our heroes and villains and our I guess middling questions because they're not closing anymore (laughs) in in one episode and then we'll split it up to give our tips and our preview for the next round in another episode so those of you who don't want to listen to 90 minutes of armchair experts talking crap about footy and just want to get to the round previews or tipping advice can just skip straight to that and those who uh, really don't want to listen to me, my recommendations, because I'm not doing very well, can, can skip and just, just listen to our, us talk about the key things going on in footy. So, round seven, done and dusted. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of footy this weekend because I've been moving house, so I watched, I watched and listened to three quarters of the Collingwood-Port Adelaide game and... Probably didn't really need to watch it, given the score. Look, I'll be honest, you didn't miss anything on Sunday at all. The cl- the closest game was the most boring game. Yeah, um, yeah, it was three goals to half time. And yeah. uh, Saturday was okay, but in, in saying that, there was no real... Besides Melbourne Hawthorne, which I didn't expect to be the ca- game of the round, yeah. it was. So, yeah. um, not great from a tip, but good on Melbourne. Pretty happy with with the fact that I don't know Hawthorne didn't stay right up in the top four. So yeah, yeah. No, I was working most of this weekend, um, and then was actually out at a comedy show Saturday night. So the only game I really watched was the Collingwood Port game. Performing and, or watching? Watching. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you watched the Essendon game, the comedy show. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, oh. uh, I made an effort to watch my boys play I would, half a game. I did, so. I did, uh, like, on my lunch break, I did catch the start of the Essendon, the Geelong-Essendon game, and it was kind of like the GWS game, where I knew kind of immediately, I'm like, oh, okay, this is where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, then. Yeah, well, even Devin Smith tipped Geelong to win. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I, I've said to you before, you know, he tips tips with his head, not his heart. You know, yeah. And I, I I tip Geelong, so this you know he obviously wants to win his tipping competition. Yeah, no, I'm. It's a very competitive person, and I'm I'm saluting for it. Can he get done for um, match fixing? Yeah, match fixing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, he throws a game for the sake of a tip. Well, I mean, he threw yeah. the he he threw the game so much that he threw his his own knee out. Like yeah. that's how committed he was to, to <laughs> winning yeah, the tipping yeah. competition. Yeah, yeah. So we'll kick on with our heroes and villains, and we might we might sort of organically touch on some of the bigger issues. You can tell when footy season's on, the issues don't seem that big compared to in preseason when yeah. a player sneezes and it's you know the story of the year. Well, all the issues tend to be on the field as opposed to yeah, off the exactly. Field. So yeah. uh, we'll start with Ben because I think we started with Nathan last time. Cool. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so my hero for this week, um, even though I didn't watch him play, I. Did see the I did see the highlights uh, and the stat sheet and everything like that. Um, Aaron Norton uh, played an absolute perler of a game. Uh, five goals, three from sixteen disposals, fourteen marks, seventy five percent disposal efficiency. Uh, the dude played the quintessential forward. Yeah, game. he just sort of scrolled past his heat map and it's like I don't think he left the. No, he, he, he got a he got a couple of disposals on the wing, but my, yeah, it's like, probably running on and off all the of it. All yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 all of it's the uh, the Ford fifty, yeah. um, or even like the Ford thirty. It's the classic full forward. Yeah, and yet somehow managed to get four hundred meters gained. So somehow. yeah, do they count? Do they count the meters that goes past the goal? Yes. Yeah, well, hey, so he's <laughs> five goals. Yeah. So let's, let's say about from 30 out each time. So he's gained yeah, 150 yeah. metres. Yeah, there you go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> from just goals. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, had uh, thir- like 13 pressure acts in quotation marks because I have no idea what that actually means. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, the dive, but apparently they're important. Yeah, seven marks inside 50 out of his 14. Uh, it's just proper proper full forward match by Aaron Norton. Good stuff. Um, yeah, and in the words of Damien Hardwick, only Jesus Christ could have stopped him, which makes Liam Jones the second coming, because I don't think, think Norton touched it four times when yeah. they played Carlton. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, and to do it in a game where it wasn't even against a team that they were expected to belt, and no, they did so or beat. The fa- yeah, 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 that's yeah. in any regard. So, so the yeah. fact that they probably not many people tipped the doggies to win that game. So yeah. he's come out and kicked five goals against a team that he probably expected to not see the ball too much. So <laughs> no. yeah, so yeah, that's that's a solid effort. Good for pick. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, my villain yeah. slash villains uh, <laughs> this week. Um, is going to be the Carlton Football Club um, because I don't think they even showed up. I don't think I forgot there was a game on. Um, they, from what I could see, from what I saw, uh, like in terms of highlights again, because didn't watch the game. Because why would I? Carlton, North Melbourne. Why would you? Um, <laughs> the the stat sheets and all that sort of stuff. It looked as if. They some like they somehow made North Melbourne look better than when North Melbourne played Adelaide. That's an achievement, mm-hmm. and it's not an achievement that I think Carlton or even the Carlton fans want. Um, I yeah, I don't know how much more you can say other than they just didn't play at all, and that's like an indictment on uh, them wanting to improve and have like you know there was that. Notion uh, early in the season, or even just before the season started, of like you know green shoots growing at Carlton and all that sort of stuff. Well, someone clearly went at it with a weed killer or something. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's dead now. The margin sort of flooded them in the end because North put the queue in the rack. I think the margin got out to almost eighty points, and then you know once it's, you, they yeah. won the game at half time. Zerha kicked five goals, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Who? Yes. Who? He, what? No, stop talking, Ben. I was thinking of him as my hero. <laughs> Back, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll hit no, him there. Yeah, he, but, he was my honourable mention, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. but like the, the fact that someone that I have never really heard of that much... And he got the rising star for it as well. Yeah, against... But Carlton. Like, That's what true. are you doing allowing someone who is basically playing their, what, eighth game? Yeah. Kick, and, kick five goals? And I know we touched on it. Just before, I did mention Harry Mackay and how woeful his performance was. Yeah. And there's been a lot of expectation because he's taking those high marks and really strong contested marks. And he only had three disposals for the game, which I, I, I'm i not going to lie, I didn't watch much of that game because I wasn't excited by it. But he, he didn't get injured or anything. No, so, so that's what I was looking at. I was like, yeah. okay, he got three disposals. Did he get injured? He played 111 minutes on the ground out of 125. So he was out there a good 90-odd percent of the time. Was, was he just... I guess he just wanted to be a spectator for once and just be like, oh, okay, so this is how it looks like. Yeah, 80, 89% game time, and he had three touches. And and Ooh. if you had him in your fantasy team, he scored three points. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, high, so high stuff. Just in oh, case God. you were wanting to lose your fantasy <laughs> round. Yeah. It's very... I made the point just before we were recording. It's very alarming, and I just sort of brought up the stats... So I could reflect it as well. You look at Pat, Patty Cripps had twenty five disposals, fourteen contested. Mm-hmm. Sam Walsh twenty two and twelve. Zach Fisher twenty six and ten. Mm-hmm. And Jacob Wiedering eighteen and ten. They're the only players double figures contested possessions. Mm-hmm. And one of them, two of again, them. is playing his what eighth game. Yep. Zach Fisher's twenty years old, and Jacob Wiedering is not a midfielder. Yeah. So. What time you... and time again, it's Patrick Cripps carrying the load, and I'm sure he will happily do it until the day he dies. But I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm, he would be happy to do it. He'd also be happy to win some games and maybe even make a he'd, finals he'd, or two. He'd be happy to get some help from old mate Mark Murphy, and yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I know they lack a bit of maturity in the midfield, but Isn't... you can't be relying on eight gamer. Isn't Dale Thomas fly, like flying around the wing somewhere? Or did he just yeah, crash when, and when, burn? When's he yeah. ever been a um, contested player? Yeah, well, uh, he can still yeah, he can still use, tends to, he tends to use the ball relatively well. Or he used to used to lumping the team and all the hard work on Patrick Cripps, who seems like he can do it forever. But yeah, 
a human wouldn't be able to do a robot. Yeah. And, <laughs> and a, a 18 year old who's played eight games and Zach Fisher is 20 games into it, oh, 20 years, I think he's played 40 games or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just continually giving them the load. That's why they lose games and they'll, you know, they have honorable losses and then they just have mm-hmm. dishonorable don't do anything and when we yeah. talk about it like every coach is talking about every player playing their role and it looks like at Carlton a few players play their role and I know Alistair Clarkson's got the whole motto of one out one in Yeah. with Carlton it doesn't look like that would be the case yeah and there are certain players that are irreplaceable like so you say if Patrick Cripps went down there's no one would be able to replace mm-hmm. him Yeah. but then someone like Sam Walsh who's played 8 games we'll say Zach Fisher again just yeah. because he's 20 they should be no, I'm not sort of don't want to make them sound like they're bad players, but you should be able to replace an eight gamer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Whereas they don't look they don't they can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's scary that they can't do that. That that there's so few contributors yeah. that you can't say, Oh, this guy's having a bad game, we'll switch him out because what do you switch him for? Yeah. Yeah. So you've had people talk like, you know, uh, wanting Brendan Bolton's head on a platter, you know, this week. It's not his fault. Oh, that's what I was about to say. It's not yeah. his fault that his players aren't playing. They aren't doing their job. I, I think it's more an issue that he doesn't have the talent. Yeah, on the list, and still, that's I concerning. mean, you can have soldiers playing their role, but if you don't have individual, because individual talent that wins games, it's moments in games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you don't have it, it's only going to get you so far. Yeah. And, Hopefully they turn it around because it's been an ongoing issue for a long time. Makes you wonder if it's a cultural yeah. thing at Carlton. I mean, I do yeah. wonder that if it doesn't if it doesn't turn around this season, what will happen to Brendan Bolton? Because again, it's not his fault, but he's going to be the yeah. Uh, yeah. the scapegoat. And you kind of wonder what what coach could fix that with the list they've got right now. I mean, uh, I did hear they said that um, going what coach on, would want to going fix into that? this week. Uh, who are they playing? Are they playing no. Someone someone did mention about Carlton having a better list than Hawthorne if you got to pick between the two. I think it's because they were talking about Alistair Clarkson going to Carlton and fixing them. Yeah. And they said that Carlton's got a better list, but I tell you what, like the players yeah. aren't really showing that. I was going to say, yeah. do they? I mean, on paper, it's like when I said about Sydney's list. Sydney's list looks fantastic on paper. Yeah. But if they're not playing well, consi- like and consistently not playing well, is that list really yeah. as good as... Yeah, I think it no. comes back to that, that old saying of, you know, you're only as good as the worst three. Mm. players in the team so you look at maybe the top five players from Carlton and you'd probably take them over the top five players at Hawthorne yeah but the B grade and C grade players at Hawthorne are significantly better yeah. than the B and C yeah. grade players at Carlton yes so Carlton's bottom 10 probably is more than that are terrible <laughs> yeah Carlton's bottom 10 would be lucky to get a game in the VFL yeah whereas Alistair Clarkson probably does have a rotating roster of players who mm. he thinks he could easily just yeah. drop and yeah. change so then how much of it is on um, Sosten and his recruitment or even player development? A lot of it. Yeah. I mean, it seems like he wants full control of the club outside of taking responsibility for on-field performance. Yeah. But he came there to fix the club. He's basically recruited who he recruited from GWS and they couldn't get a game there. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's on. It's, it's a bit of self sabotage, really. Yeah, you can't blame. You can't solely blame the coach if there's no talent around. And yeah. How long has he bomb been there? This is year four. Uh, it's either year three or four. Yeah. One usually, you'd say the first year or two. Just, just about. It's like hitting the reset button. Yeah, yeah. You know, turned over forty or twenty-two players in yeah. two years. I think it's close to like forty now. Mm. So you just wonder how much time they could possibly give, though. Yeah. But then, I, if they do decide to get rid of Brendan Bolton, then all of a sudden you're hitting the reset button again, and yeah. then you've gone putting your fans through more of the same thing again. Yeah, well, what so, they need to do is not trade potentially the number one draft pick for like a third string key forward mm-hmm. yeah. from another team who's still a third string key forward at your yeah. own team. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> yeah. We're done now. <laughs> I wasn't certain we were done. But uh, my hero and my footballing hero right this second is actually not in not in the realm of AFL. My footballing hero was four o'clock yesterday morning. Uh, <laughs> Vincent Vincent Company scored an absolute blinder. If anyone, even if you're not interested in soccer, check it out. Vincent Company goal against Leicester City in the seventieth minute to take them 
to the top of the league with one game to go to win the title. I'd like to just point out right now he's that wearing... he's saying this with a Manchester City jersey yeah. yes. on. <laughs> I'm, I'm frothing. I'm, I'm just absolutely loving that. Um, so Sunday night's a huge night, last game of the season. But as it is an AFL podcast, I did want to make my hero an AFL hero. And, and it's an easy one for me this week. And it's the, the Collingwood Footy Club, in particular Adam Trelaw and Scott Pendlebury, for the work they did with six-year-old Kyron Maguire. So I don't know if anyone yeah. has seen the footage or not, but um, this little kid's got... He's terminally ill with brain cancer. And what they did is at the end of the game, they got him out onto the field and walked off with him and put him on their shoulders and, and waved to the crowd. And were like, come on, mate, like wave to the crowd. The crowd's cheering for you kind mm. of thing. Um, and I just thought that was a really cool moment because his dad's going to remember it for the rest yeah, of his life. Sure. Everyone sees it as... Um, you, you want to be known as a family club. And footies, that's what it's all about is is, I guess, honouring your supporters. Um, Sucks, though, because it makes you actually need, want to respect Collingwood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it does. And I don't know. It, I, I liked what... I think it might have been Buck. Someone someone said that it's that moment where you realise how insignificant the mm, game yeah. was. Yeah, for and sure. Like, I know you go to a game and you get so caught up in the emotion and the anger and the, and the excitement of a game... Which which I love. That's what I love about sport is Sorry, go. it brings yeah. out so much emotion. But I think we saw that last week that, on Anzac Day. Yeah. <laughs> that little bit of perspective where you stop for a second and think, you know what? Like, regardless of the result, they've just kind of made this little kid's life yeah. and his yeah. dad. And so they're my hero for the week. Um, and Cameron Zerha was an honourable mention, so I'm glad you mentioned him. So that's <laughs> My villain, my villain for the week. I didn't really have one, but um, at the last minute, I came up with a few. My key one is the AFL website. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the homepage is really annoying me nowadays. So there's so much content and clutter on it that I was sitting there asking you guys, "Where's the stats at?" Because I wanted to look at the Coleman and the disposals, and it took me a good two minutes to find the I stats. I swear, so. I've got ad block on my. Computer, and I've manually had to go and block the amount of times I see Telstra on the AFL website. Right. Yeah. So it's so hard to find anything, but you know, if I want to sign up to Telstra, <laughs> that's, that's not even a click away. I just accidentally swipe my mouse over it, and I've signed up for Telstra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's that's my villain. That's, that's how the AFL got like its billions of dollars yeah. by just basically going becoming Telstra. Yeah. But my one surprise packet villain is that the, all the media who are making a big fuss about. Richmond's Tom Lynch because there's a lot of talk about Stephen May and Tom Lynch and they're the prize recruits for its club everyone's talking about oh Tom Lynch hasn't lived up to expectation Tom Lynch isn't playing well he must be carrying something he's he's second in the race for the Coleman he's been he's kicked 17 goals he's been great for Richmond (laughs) yeah I think like Lloyd's argument Matthew Lloyd's I mean not Jake Lloyd um argument Sam Lloyd yeah. yeah Uh, was that he's not doing a lot? Uh, if the ball goes to the ground, or he if he doesn't mark it, mm-hmm. that's basically like he's out of the contest. Yeah. He doesn't do much outside of you know kick, you know yeah, mark kick. If you if you're recruited to a club that's known for having one key forward and five small forwards coming at your feet, why should you have to? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and hey, can't mark it, bring it to ground. And and just bringing up the point. The five small yeah, forwards no, I, do their job. It's, yeah. That is a good point. I, I <laughs> yeah. just don't understand why. Particularly when Jack Revolt's out of the club, out of the team right now. Yeah. So he is carrying a lot of that goal kicking. And Josh Caddy's didn't really have a preseason. I think he's played two games. Yeah. So the fact that he's kicked seventeen goals, and the only reason he's second is because Jezza Cameron's having a blinder, and, yeah. he, and he's, on, he's track on track for hundred. For hundred. Yeah. yeah. So which I think he's decided that. Yeah. I think Cameron's decided that. No, no, no. I, there's no more other key forwards other than me now. He'll be licking. Don't, his... don't don't worry about the general. The general's retired. <laughs> Toby Green just keeps getting either suspended or injured. So leave him out the front door. Um, everyone else is buggered off to other clubs. It's me. I'm the guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. He, he's having a ripper season. So Tom Lynch, the fact that he's second, or equal with uh, equal with old mate uh, Jordan Degoe for oh, yeah. for 17 goals is a pretty solid effort given the crisis that Richmond's going and through. And given how much everyone's going about how good Jordan Degoe's been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For the that same level of output. Yeah. Just, just quickly on on that, or not Jordan Degoe on the Jesse Cameron. <laughs> 
I want to know what he was paying at the start of the year to win the Colts. Yeah, that would have been good to get on. Because I can guarantee he would have been behind a few, yeah. including Lynch, Rewalt, Josh Kennedy, probably to go. Yeah. So if anyone got on Jezza Cameron, you're going to be loving the end yeah. of the season. Just hope he doesn't get injured. <laughs> <laughs> Touch wood. So my hero for this week is uh, Reese, Mr. All-Australia Stanley. <laughs> Um, not so much just for the game just gone but for how good he's been all season this is a Ruckman who I think at the start of the year we were like Geelong's Ruck division doesn't look very good (laughs) Geelong has a Ruck division that's putting it nicely yeah Yeah. putting it nicely so they got rid of Zach Smith and they're just committed to just having Reece Stanley in the Ruck and obviously Blitzarves is a beast so he just helps around the ground yeah and he made he made Bell Chambers not look very good, and Bell Chambers is not a not a C grade. No, Ruckman. he's. he's yeah. I mean, Bell Chambers. You know, he's not in the elite class, but I think the elite class of Ruckman are two steps above the next step mm-hmm. down. Yeah. So I'd have Gorn and Grundy, yeah, and then I'd probably have a big bit of daylight, and then yeah. the rest. But Reece Stanley yeah. is sort of pushing himself to the top of that, yeah. and he's making everyone else look like chumps. I mean, Bell Chambers, yeah, like you said, he's he's, he's hard to. I wouldn't he's say he's a bad. <laughs> no, he's a, he's a solid ruckman. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, there are times where he like back when Nat, Nick Natanui was actually playing with knees, um, yeah. he could really he could go one on one against him in some rock rock contest. He'd go up against Paddy Ryder against you yeah. know some rock contest. Um, he's he's a solid ruckman. And, and but he, can, but from what I from the part, but from the part of the parts of the game that I saw, yeah, it was like he was just he was a, a new up and comer. And I think the biggest thing with Reece Stanley has always been known for his athletic ability. Yeah. And clubs, everyone thought clubs were going to start playing two ruckmen again, but mm-hmm. the clubs that had one have stuck with one. And we've seen Gorn struggle, but so have Melbourne. Grundy is still been great, but I don't think he's as good as he was last year so last year no one could split Gorn and Grundy so they had to pick both yeah, yeah. whereas this year I think Reece Stanley is a step above those two and those two I would say like I've mm. we've said I've mad for Grundy before I love a good Grundy <laughs> tell you what though with Reece Stanley coupled with Tim Kelly and pa- and Paddy Dangerfield yeah uh, oh gee no wonder they're leading the league yeah, yeah. T- Tim Kelly's having a rip and year. Gary Ablett yeah. is 2012 Gary Ablett yeah yeah. <laughs> at the moment Tim Kelly's playing as if he doesn't actually want to leave Geelong yeah, yeah. he doesn't want sorry, to leave sorry guys sorry about that he, he doesn't want to leave the club he, he wants to the leave the brown <laughs> <laughs> well he said he doesn't want to leave the club he just wants to leave the town I don't I don't blame him for that yeah um, but my villain for the week hey, is um, did you not have Jack Darling as a joint hero no, I was... Yeah, well, that's surprising. I had him as my initial hero, and I was like, I don't want to go the oldies, my villain, one week, and then immediately the next week. Oh, it was but, redemption. Well, I mean, he clearly listened to the podcast yeah. and really wanted to prove you wrong. Honourable yeah. mention. He yeah. was literally the difference. And like we say, it takes moments of individual brilliance. It took 10 minutes. What's he going, Tim Kelly? So Tim Kelly's going at $21 for the brown How's he going at more than Andrew Gaff? Get uh, on gamble, that. Gamble responsibly, though. Get in <laughs> on that. Yeah, gamble responsibly, but get in on that. So Paddy Cripps, Lockie Neal, and Nat Pfeiffer are all up there with four and five bucks. And Tim Kelly's 21 Oh, jeepers. Yeah. Jump on that. Um, I reckon Dangerfield pinches votes. And the Eagles game is sort of... He did nothing for the whole game and then popped up in the last quarter and I still reckon they'd give him two votes. Oh, for sure. It's sort of that Adelaide versus Fremantle siege out three votes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the thing of, like, why everyone buys Apple. It's because of the name and the brand, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, my villain for the week is um, Stephen May. Uh, yeah. Now, I don't want to jump on the... Um... Sorry, Stephen May or... Stephen May. Yeah. Stephen May. I don't want to jump on the old... <laughs> you know, the poor bloke can't have a beer, but... If it's written in your contract... Mm-hmm. Yep. ...that you can't have a beer... Yep. Especially when you're injured, and if your club has come to an agreement you can't have a beer, you've rocked up to pre-season fat... Uh-huh. And since then, the club have still questioned your professionalism, and then you're drinking a beer. You... Yeah, yeah. And by the way, like I'm sure. So he's this is in this contract, meaning it's he's agreed. Well, meaning he's agreed to it. Meaning yeah. he knows that this is not yes. what he's supposed to do. So he is willingly 
breaching that contract, yeah. breaking the club code um, willingly. I'm sure when when they put him in the rehab group, that they've made it very clear to everyone in that group. It says no drinking in yeah. rehab. Yeah, and I'm sure they probably reinforce that message, saying, "Guys, just remember, mm. like we want you guys to get better. This is the all the steps you need to take to get better." And I wouldn't be surprised if that's in a majority, if not all, of clubs. Oh, definitely. I remember this Chad Fletcher and Trent Carroll. So this was. 2001, 2002 got suspended because yeah, they had back. hamstring injuries and they went yeah. out to the pub and they got suspended by the club. Yeah. So this is not a, like a new thing that nope. Melbourne have snuck in no drinking and rehab. No. Clubs have been doing this for almost 20 years. Yeah. I think it's like... Uh, it's Makes you wonder if Gold Coast cared about anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do wonder if this is a little bit of like... Like, so Damien Barrett came out and went, oh, I'll let him have a drink. I wonder if he's just if that's just him just bagging Melbourne, kicking I mean, them while they're down kind of thing. Even that is sort of unfair to Melbourne, kicking them while they're down, because there's obviously extenuating circumstances and a guy can have a beer, but you look at Jesse Hogan when they let him come yeah. back to Perth. Yeah. His dad was sick. Yeah. He was smoking cigarettes, drinking, and people yeah. were trying to make a big deal, and Melbourne were like, leave the guy alone. Yeah. yeah. So you can tell extenuating circumstances. They were like, oh, look, sure. Jesse, go home. Do whatever you want. Unwind. Come back reasonably fit. Yeah. Jesse's pretty fit. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, so uh, it's like, you know, be responsible, but... Within the context of... Man, if you want to have a beer, your dad's sick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, and yeah. I don't expect Stephen May to come back as quickly as Jesse did. So no. as we saw before round one, Jesse made that mistake of... Going Jesse's out, known for Going out. And, and he, as a yeah. result, he missed round one. They sanctioned him. He couldn't play round one. But he came back round two and immediately yeah. got back. But there was the also team. nothing yeah. in the contract that said Jesse can't go out and drink. It was yeah. not. It was getting in a state where he couldn't train. Yes. So he just yeah. lost control. Whereas Stephen May has been criticised publicly and by the club yeah. for not rocking up in shape. Yep. So there's already the standard that he's set, mm. but he's not professional. Yep. And I'm sure the players didn't just leave it at that and go, yeah, he's all right. They yeah. would have set standards with him like man this is what mm-hmm. you have to do and then when he's injured like Nathan <laughs> said they would have said it again this is what you need to do to get better you can't drink and he's done it yeah. anyway yep. was, uh, was Stephen... and for them to public sorry for them to publicly even come out Max Gorn has come out and said it's very strict that we can't yeah they're even his own teammates seem like they mm-hmm. they don't have his back at all was Stephen May one of the inaugural Gold Coast players like yes was, so he would have been under Bluey McKenna at the start yeah but it just makes you think they didn't care about it. Well, that's what I think. I, I do wonder if McKenna ended up having, like, be, being a bit too lenient with that kind of thing, and then that sort of set up a mentality for those players. But, I mean, they did go through the rocket with the rocket period as well, and they got rid of Charlie Dixon because he didn't want to mm-hmm. sort of adhere to the alcohol policy as well. Yeah, true. But you just wonder. Because Tom Lynch seems to be okay at Richmond, but premiership winning club. Yeah, they tend to turn even the worst around. I was going to say, like, if you're going to go to a club like like Richmond is at the moment, you'd be wanting to put your best foot forward. Yeah, and I mean, Melbourne aren't fo- known for cultural issues, and you wouldn't think that Nathan Jones and Jack Viney would tolerate. The thing that stuff I find like interesting that, no. is it was in such a blatantly public spot as well. Like, yeah, for him to just go somewhere where he's right in public view, he knows that people would be looking yeah. at him. So, it kind of blows my mind that. I wonder what his frame of mind was to do that. I wonder if he'd had a fair few already by that point. (laughs) But we've sort of heard before as well, like, a lot of clubs, especially ones that are younger or they're just wanting to sort of improve their play, make it packed together. So it's not in the contract. Yeah, yeah. We'll pack together, we're not going to drink. Yeah. But then you've heard of them asking each other permission, look, I'm having, I've got a wedding or I've got a family dinner. Can I have a glass of wine with dinner? Yeah, yeah. It's just like you said. I'm just going to pop and have a beer in yeah. front of yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's just mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, at the same time, you know, players end up getting themselves filmed with <laughs> other substances. So it's <laughs> like it just uh, it, it's just adding to the list of things that players don't really understand. Yeah, that that actually reminds me of one of these. I watched a um. So I think it was a sports bet thing, and it was Dane Swan writing a letter to his younger self. And he made a note, don't get a smartphone because they only get you in trouble and just re- just tell that to Jack Watts. <laughs> Jack Watts and Shane Munford. And Jake, and Jake Harlow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Well, that does it for heroes and villains. So now we're going to move on to our, uh, I guess, our middling. We'll do our middle middling questions, and then um, after that, you guys can you can stop listening or you can skip straight ahead and go to the footy tips. But have you guys got any questions? Because I feel like I'm, I'm loaded with them. Yeah, hey, unload, man. I can start with one. If it... yep. oh, do you want to start and then go to me and then so we can get back to you? I've got, a, I've got one that might take a while, though. Go for it, man. For us to think about or for yeah. you to ask? Think about it. <laughs> well, I haven't asked that and I'm surprised we haven't. Who's the best player you've ever seen? Oh, okay, yeah, that's going to take a while. Like, seen live, seen live. or seen on TV? Just, or, or just watched it, does it? Both. Who's the best you've seen live? And if it's not the same person, who's the best you've seen? Who's the best on? Essendon player I've seen? That. I'll give you one thing. (laughs) Hey, to me, they're the best player I've seen. It's not Clive Waterhouse. What? (laughs) (laughs) What sort of free spotter are you? Actually, no. Best best player I've seen both live and on ETV, James Hurd. Can you get behind that? I'm not going to, but I can. That's my choice. As much as it's easy to forget, because it's been a while, I, I... probably have to go with Chris Judd no. at his prime like yeah. uh, he was still good at Carlton but I think at West Coast he was yeah. just for, for, 2004 to 2007 for that Chris period Judd. of time yeah. he was just he no couldn't match up with him and yeah. Um, yeah and I guess at that point was when footy kind of meant the world to me and he was <laughs> he was tearing it apart and it broke my heart every week <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, I'm going to be Super biased to my own team, but I guess everyone but Nathan has been. It did so me. Yeah. No, I just in general. Nathan's generally everyone. <laughs> yeah, everyone but Nathan. I'm going to be anyway. So best live, Ben Cousins. Yeah. Um, just watching him pre-game as well in the warm-up and just the way he manages to seemingly naturally lift everyone around him. So you can tell he's one of those natural leaders, and you can. I think they gave him the captaincy. At, 19 or 20 yeah yeah. so they could see it straight away and best on TV Chris Judd mm-hmm. or Gary Ablett Jr yeah Gary Ablett Jr would be my oh second. yeah yeah because um, he's done it for so long yeah and at a, <laughs> at a terrible club at a great club mm-hmm. yeah it was like the, the point I guess so did we made, <laughs> we made, like, I made the point he was at Geelong won everything and then oh what's next I'll just go to the worst club and win everything. Yeah, win everything. In, individually, yeah. not as a club. <laughs> no. no. Um, club was that. never going to win anything, yeah. so I'll just win everything I can. Let's see how good I actually am. Yeah. Well, it turns out I'm amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's All go right. back to John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, what ha- and then what happens? I'm better like, again. Yeah. Eight, 18 months later, they're, you know, top of the table. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like if Jordan was at the Bulls and was like, well, I've won every championship, I might just go to... I don't know who was bad in the early 90s. Well, he, oh, yeah. I feel like the Suns have been terrible forever. The Suns have been average. Every, yeah, there's there's a lot of average teams. Like the Clippers were always bang yeah, average. Yeah. 76ers were only good with Probably the Warriors in the 90s. Warriors were terrible. Yeah. So it's like if Jordan was just like, I'm just going to go to a team that's got no one and see if I can carry them myself. <laughs> I didn't even know Warriors were a team in the 90s. So there you go. <laughs> a team in the 70s. Yeah, Jason right. Richardson's dunk contest 2002. I think 2002. Check that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a warrior to watch. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. I think it was 2002. Yeah, I'll, I'll look that up. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so we all answered. Yeah. Um, my question: We obviously love to talk footy, yep. and ah. obviously love to hear about footy, as do the listeners of this podcast. If they're listening to us, they love to listen to footy. So, or they just like our voices, either either. In the media, and in this, yeah, there's prob- probably more the case. <laughs> in the media, <laughs> we hear a lot of people's opinions on the games and the players. Which pundit? Can you not stand to listen to? Uh, Robert Walsh for the longest time. Can I narrow it down to a list of pundits I can stand listening yeah, to? Yeah, that's, that's a better list. <laughs> can we do both? I'll get there can a we, lot can we, quicker. <laughs> can we do maybe two or three you like and yeah. one, one you can't stand? I'll give you... Yeah, I guess so. It's hard to narrow it down to one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'll give us give us a couple if you if you want to give a couple. Am I? Can I? Do I have to eliminate former pundits? No, no, no. Any anyone in your life that you've listened to as a pundit counts. All right, Dennis Cometti, favorite. 
Yeah. I was going to say, what? I was going to say. <laughs> the great Sandy, who's yes. recently retired. Yeah. More Mr. so Rose. as a commentator, because he used to refrain from the special comments, maybe because yeah. he felt he wasn't qualified oh. to do it. Yeah. Oh, my hat, yes. And I actually do like... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split it. I'm going to cheat pick and say four. I actually do like what Jason Dunstall has to say, even though he does... Right. Hurts me as a West Australian. He hates West Australian mm-hmm. club. Hates anyone that's not from Victoria. Yeah. And Jonathan Brown. Oh, uh, and, and Essendon. Oh, of course he does. Yeah. So does yeah. Dermot. And Jonathan Brown, I think just because Jonathan Brown doesn't have any filter whatsoever in what mm-hmm. he has to say. Yeah. Even if yeah. even if he's... I don't necessarily agree. It's hard to say that you're, he's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just, uh, yeah, good. You go ahead and tell Jonathan Brown he's wrong. It's not just, <laughs> it's not, yeah. no, it's not just cliche what you think you're going to hear from everyone else, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So. He, he really does speak his mind and doesn't care if you agree with him or not. Yeah, he's going you, to say you sort it of up. watch the couch. Yeah. Gary Lyon, he picks on the most, I think, because he sits next to him. Yeah. 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 But, and who would pick on Paul Rooms? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's also the Premiership yeah. coach. Yeah. yeah. Just, but, like, you can see Gary Lionel sort of skirt around an issue or not say something. Oh, yeah, Brown's like, like, what uh, is it? That you just, like, just yeah, say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, I've already said one that I don't like and Robert Walls because everything he says ends up being wrong. Somehow. Yeah, well, West Coast won the spoon last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you, if you, you know, to take, if you want to take anything from what he says, just think the exact opposite and that's what's actually going to happen. Yeah. Um... I tend to... I mean, in terms of pundits I like, I do actually like Jerry Whateley. He tends to be yeah. relatively yeah. objectionable. Yeah. Relatively. He does sort of stray every now and again. But and he seems pretty genuine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Robert is pretty genuine. Like, 360... Uh, genuine is different to passionate. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's there's passionate, which is what Robbo is. And then there's I, genuine. I find, I find Robbo at times... Asks more questions than he necessarily thinks he knows, and I like, think so. I, that's what I like about I it. I think with Robbo, the words are coming out of his mouth before he realizes the words are coming out. Of his <laughs> mouth. What, I, what I think is like the massive difference between those two, and Jared's even pointed it out before, is Jared knows when there's a time for opinion. <laughs> yes, whereas Robbo's just, I'm just going to give my opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I noticed it especially with the um, the supplement saga when it broke. Yeah, Monday night. Yeah. It's the night for the facts. Yes. And he would not have a bar of opinion. No. Yeah. And then on Tuesday, he started giving his opinion. Robo's like, now you're giving your opinion. He's like, yesterday was the day for facts. <laughs> Every five minutes, you have to Today is the day so, for opinion. And yeah. now I'll give my opinion. That's, and that's, <laughs> funnily enough, that's what made me sort of uh, appreciate Joe yeah. Whiteley more. Cause during that whole thing, yeah. I'm like, okay, at least there's one person well, yeah. who Sam, is actually willing to not put, not have an opinion even. Sam Newman was the same. Yeah, Sam was very, very yeah. good with Let's figure out what's actually yeah. happened. Yeah. He's done a lot of stupid, silly, crazy things in his life, yeah. but that was probably one of the most rational he, things he did. He's done it for TV. Well, yeah, it's, it's been <laughs> but he, was, he, he wasn't doing that for TV. But the, the, that no, that's yeah. the thing, the Essendon thing, every week he was like, what have they actually done wrong? Yeah. Tell me, what are, what are we crucifying them for? Yeah, And and no one could give an answer besides the Lardy Dale walk around they've breached something and, and I'd like to add that uh, you still really can't it's still all alleged please as well because nothing so, really was proven yeah. just just to throw that out there so there's, um, so your favourite so Jared Jared Whiteley um, I would have taken Sandy Roberts but Brent nah. nabbed him um, but yeah I, I really did like Sandy Roberts I took, I took the two yeah, obvious good ones yeah um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've still got mine uh, I would actually I don't really like Bruce McAvaney that much um, is it the Cyril thing? Oh, he... he is it, I thought his comments were pretty delicious. Delicious. Like, <laughs> he, he just tends to waffle on a bit, I reckon. I think... Well, I reckon, I reckon, I reckon, yeah, I reckon, I reckon. the big problem is... He and BT know their memes. No, they are memes. So, I don't yeah. mind BT, because so, at least he comes up with some yeah. really good... BT knows he's a meme. So he, can't, he said Orazio once, and that became a meme. Yeah. So he's like, oh, okay, I'm yeah. going with it. Whereas... Yeah. I think Bruce knows he's become a meme, but it's just annoying. Yeah. I mean, BT's kind of annoying, but... So so Ben's picked Jared, who loves Winx, and Bruce, who loves Winx. The two that love the, no. <laughs> love the same horse. <laughs> that's, that's just pure coincidence. Um, uh, someone else I like. 
Um, oh, David King. Like, I, I don't mind his analytics. I mean, he does. He tends it's wrong to, 99%. I was going to know, he, he does tend to overthink <laughs> it a little bit. He does actually provide insight. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it's much, Cameron Ling is about much as more insightful than, as this I, white wall. Yeah. I, yeah I, I, when I'm listening to commentators or pundits or anything like that, you, I, me personally, I don't. I don't tend to like opinion. I like to know oh, the sure. facts, the figures, and what's what... going on on in a passage of play. And David King tends to really yeah. like to break it down. And yeah, I'm sort of further. I'm with you to a degree. When I'm watching a game, I don't like being told what I'm already seeing. Yes. Yeah. So you'll see. You'll, they'll go to the bed. They're like, "Oh, what do, what do you see down there, Ling?" And you're like, "Oh." This team's getting smashed in the clearances, and you're like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> yeah, I'm watching on TV, and I yeah. haven't noticed that. Yeah. Why? Yes. And, and I, hate it, I hate it. I hate it. Yes. This is what I want to know. I hate it when he, when not necessarily Lingy, but anyone kind of says, "Oh, to win this game, they're going to have to outscore the opposition," and you're like, "That's yeah. the whole point of the game." <laughs> yeah. That's my favourite saying of Bruce's. The team will be five goals down. He's like, "Oh, you know, to get back, they'll have to kick the next goal." You'd think, and you like, probably need to kick the next five. <laughs> is it you think or I reckon? Next I think go, it's next you go. think, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd think they'd want to kick the next five goals, I reckon. That's it. That's the Bruce. <laughs> Is that a question? <laughs> so we've got two from Ben because we keep interrupting you. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, so oh, three. Yeah, three? I, I, well, I mean, yeah, Jared Waitley, David King, um, and I, yeah, Sandy Roberts was just the, the king. And dislike Bruce. Uh, dislike Bruce, dislike Robert Walls. The list goes on. Um, <laughs> I mean... Damien Barrett can suck oh, an I egg. I thought you were a fan, uh, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> the purple flog. Um, I don't really like Caroline Wilson either. Um, Does anyone? I was about to say, <laughs> where's that list? I don't think Caroline Wilson likes Caroline and I Wilson. I think there was sort of a reason no one disagreed with Eddie Maguire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> we won't mention it because... If Eddie Maguire was a pundit, I probably wouldn't like him off. either. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he, he plays a partial pundit role. Yeah, he's, yeah, it, he's, actually, he's the Collingwood pundit. I, you know? I've always hated him. Everyone hates him. It's annoying. Yeah, but I've actually found this year. I think when he's not commentating Collingwood games, because he commentated the Derby, and everyone thought that was outrageous. I didn't actually find him that bad. He's alright. So I think he's gotten. Oh, he's not the best, but yeah. I, he's not terrible. Yeah. No. 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 And that's so. like kind of pretty good for yeah. TV commentators. Not yeah. terrible. It's yeah, kind yeah. of sort of like a pass mark. Also, um, Jared Healy just seems to be just there. I, yeah. I never, I never really. You don't really know what he's doing. No, but he just has a voice. Well, I just yeah. noticed it's you know when they like they have the expert comments and it's like Cam Mooney, two premierships, blah blah blah. It's Jared Healy's like nineteen eighty eight brown Brownlow medalist. medalist. <laughs> like, I don't care. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> we weren't even born yet. Yeah, that's yeah. like Shane Wayne Woden, two thousand one Brownlow medalist. So he was two thousand. Two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's like Adam Cooney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no no no, he's got podcasts now. Um you know. Oh then he's fine. Yeah, he's absolutely yeah, fine. fine. <laughs> yeah, he's brilliant. Um Yeah, no, the Jared yeah, Jared Healy, I think he he's he's playing the ace and the way he played has gone into his commentary and mm-hmm. in that he is just there and just happens to be no, lucking lucking out in things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Okay. So for me, since I get the leftovers, I don't want to repeat people. So I I did used to like the radio listening to Rex Hunt. When he would, oh. when he would do the old cooter fighter meaties. Oh, <laughs> and then, okay. Yeah, he was the original BT. Yeah, he would, re- yeah, yeah. would refer to uh, Paul Chapman as the Brazilian. <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't necessarily like his voice. I liked his names for people. Yeah. Um, one other one that I like, and I think it's largely due to the fact that I don't know whether he makes it exciting or whether he's just coincidentally on amazing games. But Hutto yeah. always yeah. seems to be on really good games like the Buddy 13 or the Davis, Davis. <laughs> when Davis won the won the. Finals. I see it, but I don't yeah. believe it. I was going to say, there's not many more memorable things than that. And yeah. who would have thought the sequel was just, just as good as the original, original? Like coming up that with that. That is and brilliant. Yeah, those yeah. kind of lines in those kind of moments, I ask myself, does he just get the best luck of his games or does he create the game... Or the, the commentary yeah. that just Correct. lives the on. Atmosphere. Well, I mean, because if, if Buddy Franklin had kicked 13 while BT was on, it would have been, Buddy! <laughs> they call me Lance Franklin! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were about to rip, 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 rip. Boy, oh boy, wow, <laughs> 
My my least favourite is a tie, and it's because both of these guys add absolutely nothing and always sit on the fence. And it's Luke Darcy and Basil Zemplis. Oh, yeah, the, the nose and the Darcy. Because yeah. every time they get asked a question... Say they, that again. They, <laughs> <laughs> they either err on the side of the fence or they just go with the whatever kind of the textbook answer yeah, would be. Love yeah, and love the way it goes they about don't, it. You don't, yeah, you don't really ever hear them say something controversial or something that you're like, you know what, this, he might have a point. You're just kind of, oh, that's, of course, that's what they're going to say. Yeah. So he doesn't actually add anything. There's no flavour to them. Yeah. And I mean, I was, a memorable final for me was the Stephen Hill goal against Geelong in the, uh, down at Simmons. And... Basil Zemplis' commentary ruled that moment. <laughs> As Stephen Hill ran on from the bench, I was like, oh, jeepers, I have to listen to Basil call it for a goal. Yep. But, yeah, those two. Yeah, and it's sort of, you know, Anthony Hudson, you can't tell if he locks out and gets amazing games or he makes them amazing. And you listen to Basil Zemplis in a thriller and you're like, mm. yeah, this I may as well just watch it on mute. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's generating that much. Yeah. It's like nothing. You can't, you can't think of any line that they've used that... Is memorable. No, you can't. Like BT, easy. Yeah. Like, but easy. There, there's BT <laughs> bingo Dermot. at this point, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Cool. So who's your actual top three? Without, My actual without top three, stolen. Dennis would definitely be on there. I do like BT. I like just the the anticipation of what he's going to come up with. Yeah. I think anyone who and doesn't like BT is just, you know, one of those. Old lorry, like old sorry yeah. sauce. They're just like, oh, this is not how you commentate. Yeah. Like, get, get with the program. I, f- I find him funny. I, I yeah. loved Dennis's old, like a cork in the ocean and gun barrel straight. Oh, all yeah. those kind of things. Cool as the other and, side of the pillow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Hutto. So they're probably my three. What about, do you guys like James Brayshaw? He's another one that's sort of like, he's, he's there and he doesn't really do anything memorable. Yeah. I, I don't find him exciting. I do find yeah. him funny. Yeah. So, I... I, I, don't, I guess I don't listen to his commentary I, I find enough him, to... I find him funnier in his um, kind of like Triple M shows than I do as live games, though. I, I went him in... Um, oh, jeepers. How well have I forgotten his name? Fatty. Billy. Billy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Billy. Well, you know. I mean, he, I mean, he probably, you know, say the same thing. When him, <laughs> yeah, when him and Billy... Talk about about the weekend. It's I find them yeah. amusing, but yeah. games, you know. What do you think of Tony Jones? Crickets. Yeah. yeah. Deserved crickets. What does Josh Kelly do in two years? Resign. Um. Completely dependent on if they win a flag. What or, does he do? Yeah, or in a window. What does he do if they win a flag? I would resign if they won a flag. Because they're probably he's like, there to win. Yeah. So I, if they win a flag, I, is that it? I know they've said that he is one of the most dedicated people to that club he's as far as leadership and everything goes. I think it's the. End I mean, probably second only to um, Ward. I think it's the yeah. end of twenty twenty one. So he's given him three years. If if they've won a flag. He'll be wanting to get another he, one with that club, I reckon. Maybe. I reckon. Because it's very hard to go back-to-back. Yeah. And if there's a lot of competition from Victoria, I could see him going there. If they... I mean, that's... Are you saying that's if they win a premiership? If they, Yeah, so if they've... Oh, I don't know. Because if, if they don't win a if premiership... they're still in a window and highly competitive... Oh, I don't, yeah. I think he goes either way. So yeah? they've got three years, basically... If he wins, he's got what he wanted, he can go back home. Yep. If they don't win, I'll just go. Or they'll make him captain. <sighs> Take the captaincy of Callum Ward. They really, it seems like they really want, they're going to offer that to Cornelio. <laughs> I mean, every other club has three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, just have eight of them. We'll yeah. make you the captain. Yeah. Have you co co captain? Yeah, I reckon he goes. Alright. But I'm um, wrong. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know Robbo spoke about how off the record committed Josh Kelly was to that club and wanting it to be successful. I heard something about a six or seven year option, which yeah, right. means basically you turn it down. No, apparently it's in there. 
Oh. So he's got three years. So it's, and two, then, it's two years. Yeah. And then it's basically show me what you made of and I'll stay. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's, so it's, it's an obligation to the he club. Can, he can player. trigger an extension. From it's a player option for six years because they tried long term and he was like, I'll sign two. But then apparently... That's fair enough. From yeah. what I've heard, there's an option. Yeah, right. Show me what you're made of yeah. and I'll stay. Okay. But, you know... Rumours are rumours, you don't know. Players don't have to reveal yeah. their contract. Yeah, yeah. Although, com- come, tomorrow mo- um, come tomorrow morning, this will be fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom, Tom Brown, yeah. I know he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> this probably almost could very well be I mean, exactly I s- what's happening. I mean, I assume I'm not sure, I but I'd probably guess that Tom Brown is listening. Yeah. Oh, oh I mean, yeah. he doesn't doesn't look for any other facts, so why would he listen to anyone else? <laughs> We're pretty reputable, I think. <laughs> Oh, he doesn't care for reputable. <laughs> We're probably reputable, perhaps, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I reckon. Yeah, yeah who knows? Yeah. I'll go. Uh, I'll save mine. The rest of mine, anyway. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's it. Well, I don't. I, to be honest, I really don't have uh, any any middling questions. Nathan, if you have any. That's fine. Mine was the commentary one. Yeah. Right. The yeah. pundit one. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, my other one was going to be about the Coleman, but it's blown wide open, so... Yeah. No, uh, by blown wide open, I mean he's blown him to shreds right now. So. He's blown wide open. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to, I guess, this portion of the Fifth Quarter Podcast. So we're gonna, we are going to split it up into two different audios, so you don't have to sort of find it halfway through like you maybe normally have been. Um, before we do sign off, I'll give you a word from our faithful sponsors, Survival... Emergency solutions and survival first aid kits. Woo-hoo. So, yeah, unlike the Sydney Swans, they pride themselves on continual innovation and they provide the most responsive first aid solutions for every home, workplace and vehicle in Australia and around the world. So they have a leading first aid design and layout, which is done in Australia by leading experts. And the colour-coded labelling system in all kits enables you to clearly identify contents and explains the typical use for each item. Easy refill and restock options online quality products, customal and personalised first aid options. So larger kits feature a personal space section. Ooh. And I need that for my water bottle. <laughs> for his water bottle. <laughs> and you can be rest assured you're prepared for any emergency and unlike Essendon, you'll perform at your best no matter the situation. Uh, that's deserved. <clears throat> so stay, in tu- stay tuned, guys, and we'll give you our previews in the next segment. Thank you. And they get a discount, eh? Oh, yeah, they get a discount. <laughs> <laughs> most important part. Yeah. So I forgot the most important part. If you go to survivalfirstaidkits.net.au, I think we gave you the wrong link last week. Survivalfirstaidkits.net.au. Oh, use the, use the coupon code fifth quarter, one word, all letters. You get 10 bucks off your purchase. So no matter how much you order, 10 bucks off. And you'll go to supporting a great Australian first aid product. There you go. Love a good discount. Love a good discount. Who doesn't love a good discount? Yeah, it's Australian wine.